Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, Please contact your doctor or dial 911. Hello, all my friends. How are you doing? Hope you had a great week last week. Hope you had a week less of pain and more focus on yourself to overcome the issues that you may be having. This right here is my second take on this podcast episode. I just didn't like the way the uh, the other one recorded and sounded. Uh, You could really tell in my voice that I was struggling. I just didn't have any uh, energy at all to do something or just to keep going, even talking. I couldn't couldn't do it at all. So this is my second take, and good thing it is because I found more some more uh, information on the subject today, which is going to be. For those struggling to sleep, there are supplements other than melatonin that can help you. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So as we go along, you may hear things um, twice or three times talking about the same thing. But um, what I do want to do first is talk about what are the characteristics of supplements. And it's all forms. So let's go ahead and get into this. I, I also take supplements too. So, And I never really believed in them until about maybe 8 years ago, 10 years ago. When I started taking uh, vitamin B1 and 12. I also take alpha lipoic acid. And I also take flaxseed oil. What do supplements do? Whether they're spilling out of your medicine cabinet or filling your bathroom countertop, you're not alone. If you're one of those millions of Americans who take a vitamin or supplement each day, you may be trying to combat a vitamin uh, deficiency or lower your risk of certain diseases. Or you may just feel proactive about your health after popping a supplement that promises to improve your health. Vitamin A to Zinc Americans have been taking dietary supplements for decades. When supplements first became available in the 1940s, people flocked to the local drugstores to stock up on these supposedly magic pills to improve their overall health and well-being, and they never stopped. Here's some interesting stats in regards to supplements. More than one-third of Americans take supplements. Multivitamin or mineral supplements make up 40% of all vitamin sales. The most common supplement contains fish oil. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the other one I take. 
omega-3, DHA, or EPA fatty acids, and about 30% of the adults aged 65 and older take four or more supplements of any kind. Though many supplements are certainly beneficial to your health, evidence varies widely, and it's important to know which can benefit your health or which ones may be harmful. Whether in pill, powder, or liquid form, the goal of dietary supplements is often the same. To supplement your diet, to get enough nutrients and enhance, enhance your health. They contain at least, supplements at least contain one dietary ingredient, such as vitamins, minerals, herbs, botanicals, amino acids, or enzymes. Some of the most popular supplements come in a multivitamin, which can help you avoid taking a dozen pills each day. But they can also be purchased as a standalone supplement. So especially listen here with this uh, section here. The simplest common denominator, they're labeled as dietary supplements. And here's some common dietary supplements that include calcium, fish oil, ginseng, garlic, vitamin D, St. John Warts, and green tea. I remember at one time that used to be the big thing about um, supplements, you know, putting that on there that's a dietary product. And I don't, you know, things have changed. So, you know, when it comes to supplements now, some in some cases, the FDA is involved. But I remember one time that, that they weren't. And I don't know when that started or when they cracked down on laws. Because there was like vitamin C, they just barely went ahead and approved that to be um, under the FDA rules. So hopefully with this search that I'm doing here, we can come up with that. So, next section, are supplements worth taking? There's a reason supplements are so popular. Sometimes they work. In addition to a healthy diet, there's evidence that some sup supplements can benefit your overall well-being with little to no risk. Here are some common supplements that may benefit your health. They include vitamin B12, which can help keep nerve and blood cells healthy make DNA and prevent anemia. I take B12. That's what I take. Folic acid, which can reduce birth defects when taken by pregnant women. Vitamin D, which can strengthen bones. I take uh, vitamin D3. That one's prescribed to me though. Calcium, which can promote bone health. Vitamin C and E, which can prevent, prevent cell damage. Fish oil, which can support health heart health now i take flaxseed oil because the fish oil just i can't handle the the um taste afterwards you know and you start burping and then you taste anchovies and it's just ugh, just sick vitamin a which can slow down vision loss from age-related um, macular degeneration zinc which can promote skin health and slow down vision loss Melatonin, which is the one that everyone most likely has heard of, uh, which can help counteract jet lag, so it helps with sleep. Now go ahead and listen to this part also. However, despite the amount of research that's been done on supplements since 1999, 
Institutes of Health have spent more than $2.4 billion studying vitamins and minerals. Scientific evidence isn't completely clear. Keep in mind, most studies suggest that multivitamins won't make you live longer, slow cognitive decline, or lower your chances of disease, such as heart disease, cancer, or diabetes. So I, that's one thing I want you guys to keep in mind. You know, lately there's a lot of posts that come along in all these um, Facebook pages that I have. It had to do with chronic pain or neuropathy and so on. And they, you know, you got individual posting that my doctors found these supplements that can cure, you know, your diabetes, can can, can uh, cure your, um, you know, your heart disease and all these things. And it's just, it just hasn't, there's nothing in the study that has shown that that's even possible that any of these vitamins can cure, or even a concoction that can be put together can actually help uh, cure whatever issues you may have. All right, next section, supplements aren't always safe. In most cases, multivitamins aren't likely to pose any health risk. Still, it's important to be cautious when you put anything into your body. Supplements may interact with other medications you're taking or pose, or pose risks if you have certain medical conditions, such as liver disease, or are going to have a surgery. Some supplements also have been tested in pregnant women, nursing mothers, or children. And you may need to take extra precautions. See, these, you know, these supplements aren't, are not safe all the time. You know, sometimes, well, I had a friend that um, was taking supplements and it interacted with one of her medications and with the supplements she was taking it caused her to be able to, to be uh, admitted into the hospital so you know even though they're over the counter you can buy them right off the shelf you still got to realize that there still may be some issues that you may have while taking those supplements also federal federal regulations for dietary supplements are less strict than prescription drugs. Some supplements may contain ingredients not listed on the label, and these ingredients can be unsafe. Certain products as marketed as dietary supplements and actually contain prescription drugs within them, drugs that are not, not allowed in dietary supplements. So that's why I'm saying, you know, you still got to be careful. You don't know what the whole total ingredients are. Some supplements that may pose risks include vitamin K, which can reduce the effectiveness of blood thinners, ginkgo, which can increase blood thinning, St. John's wort, which can make some drugs such as antidepressants and birth control less effective, herbal supplements, uh, comfrey and kava, which can damage your liver, and beta-carotene and vitamin A, which can increase the risk of lung cancer in smokers. That right there is like having an aha moment. Ugh, just, it's just too crazy. Uh, next section is speak with your healthcare provider before taking any supplements. Your first step should be discussing your options with your healthcare provider since the supplement effectiveness and safety may depend on your individual situation and health. On top of that, keep these simple uh, tips in mind as you choose a supplement. 
page supplements is directed according to the label and your healthcare provider instructions. Read the label, including ingredients, drug interactions, and percent daily value. Be wary of extreme claims such as completely safe or works better than this drug or that drug. Remember that the term natural doesn't necessarily mean equal safe and keep supplements stored properly away from children. And finally, the final section on this article is nothing beats the nutrient power of a healthy diet. No matter what your goal is when taking supplements, one thing is certain. They aren't a replacement for nutrient-dense healthy diet. Supplements are meant to be supplementary, meaning they enhance benefits already provided by eating a well-rounded diet. Supplements should never be used in place of real food. Don't underestimate what a nutrient-packed salad can do for you compared to a pill made in a factory. Vitamins and minerals are essential to helping your body develop and function as it should. While most people get all of, the, all of what's recommended by a healthy diet, others need a little extra nutrient balance or boost. That's where supplements come in, providing you with the support your body needs to stay healthy. That was a good, uh, awesome, that was an awesome article right there. It broke everything down, there was, and it showed you that there was no cure for anything. Um, they just may help a little bit. So, now here's the meat and potatoes of this episode. These are going to be the other supplements other than melatonin. If you're struggling to go to sleep that you can take. If you're among nearly half Americans sometimes have trouble with sleep, you may be interested in how to slide into slumber without prescription drugs. Herbal teas and other supplements may help, but again, you need to talk to your doctor first. Even natural sleep aids can cause side effects or interfere with how your medicines work. And it says here that FDA doesn't check for supplements for safety or quality, so you need to exactly know what you're taking. And, of course, first is going to be melatonin. This hormone tells your body when to sleep and wake. Some research suggests that melatonin supplements can ease sleep issues like jet lag and trouble falling or staying asleep. For the most part, melatonin is safe for healthy adults if taken for only a few weeks or a month. Side effects though could include headache, dizziness, and nausea. Now here's one of the techniques I like is aromatherapy. I use orange as the one that is supposed to help with pain. Man, for me, it does work a little. It, I, it versus all the other flavors out there, orange is the best for that, I feel. Uh, let's talk about lavender. Try sniffing this purple flower before your bedtime. Its scent slows your heart rate and lowers your blood pressure and skin temperature. This can set the stage for slumber. A study found that people who snoozed in a lavender-infused room had more restful sleep than those who didn't. So there you go. The next one, and supposedly this is supposed to be a big one too, is called GABA. In short for gamma, which is like an acid, 
It's a chemical in the brain that boosts relaxation and sleep. Some sleeping pills work by helping GABA work better, but there's no proof that GABA, taking GABA itself has a supplement works. Scientists aren't sure that GABA can even pass from your bloodstream into your brain. The next one is going to be valerian. This perennial plant has been used as a sleep aid for hundreds of years. Studies suggest that valerian helps you get more sound sleep, but the evidence is mixed. It may raise the levels of GABA, which boosts relaxation. Valerian is thought to be safe in the short term, but it sometimes may give you headaches and stomach aches. And you're going to find that with a lot of these supplements here. They're, they're going to give you those kind of feelings uh, that are going to be ones that you know, are going to be hard to deal with. The next one, CBD oil. CBD is a compound in marijuana and hemp plants. It doesn't get you high, but it can help you nod off. CBD oil may work by taking the edge off. One study found that people who look or took it felt less anxious and slept better within a month. CBD may make some people tired or want to throw up. So there's another one with nausea. Now here's the next one. And some of you may have heard of this one. Actually, I did an episode on this product. But it's kava. This South Pacific native plant is taken for anxiety. Research suggests kava is also useful for sleep. It may ease insomnia caused by stress, but kava supplements have been linked to risk of serious liver damage. So here's another one that you really need to talk to your doctor about before taking it. Well, here's one that's real well known to us Californians. The California poppy. It's related to the opium poppy, but is a different flower species. California poppy has been used in traditional medicine as a sedative. Scientists have found that it helps raise the levels of GABA, the relaxing boosting chemical. But there's little research on whether California poppy extracts work. It is likely safe to use for short periods. Possible side effects include stomach issues. Alright, glycine. This tiny amino acid can make or have a big impact on your sleep. It may raise the amount of serotonin, a brain chemical that affects slumber. It also helps your blood flow and drops your body temperature, both of which encourage you to nod off. Next one is chamomile. Many people enjoy it as a soothing herbal tea or and for good reason. This daisy-like plant has a calming effect thanks to an antioxidant called apigenin. It works on certain brain cell receptors that help you relax and fall asleep. Chamomile is safe, but it can interact with certain medications. Next one is going to be 5-HTP. It's a compound that your body makes from foods. Your body uses the 5-HTP to make melatonin an important hormone for sleep. Some studies suggest, but don't prove, that 5-HTB supplements made from plant seeds may help you log more sleep. So see, even though it's for that, it, they don't really know, you know how much it's going to help with the sleep. The next one's going to be passion flower. It's a type of climbing vine. Native Americans have long used passion flower for its calming properties. 
The plant contains GABA, the brain chemical that affects your mood and sleep. One study found that the that report people reported getting a better night's sleep rest when they sipped a mug of passion flower tea beforehand. And the experts say that passion flower seems safe to take it over short term. Next one is gonna be magnesium. Low levels of this mineral may make it harder for you to fall or stay asleep. Studies show that magnesium supplements may improve slumber in older people and those with restless leg syndrome. That might be something I need to look into because I uh, have restless leg syndrome. Yeah, I do take a medication for it, but that might be something I want to look into deeper. You can get enough with foods like nuts and leafy greens. Too much magnesium can lead to cramps and nausea. Alright, here's the last two. Tart cherry juice. Tart cherries are a natural source of melatonin, a key sleep hormone. Early research shows that drinking tart cherry juice raises the amount of melatonin in your body. It also helps people sleep more soundly and longer. And finally, the last one is magnolia bark. Chinese medicine uses this to treat anxiety and depression. Experts are studying whether magnolia bark might work on sleep too. It has a compound that's in it which may improve your slumber. And it appears safe for short-term use, but it sometimes can give you heartburn. So there you go, my friends. That's your complete breakdown of supplements and different... Um, supplements you could take to help you fall asleep better but again like most of the reading that i gave you it does talk about making sure you always talk to a doc doctor before taking any anything that goes you know that could affect the medication you're taking now you always got to be very careful in those type of things um like i said the ones i i take are probably you know low on the list of issues but I just wanted to bring this to your attention, um, mostly because I think it's something that everyone should know about, and also to let you guys know that there really isn't too much of a cure. It depends on what situation you're in. With me, it's chronic illness, um, but you know, I know I'm at the point where I just have to live with what I have. And I have not found any cures. Neither have doctors found any cures at all. So just be wary of things out there that make promises that they're going to do something for you. So until next week, I want to thank you all for listening to my podcast. Thank you all. And if you can just share this with others that you know that have sleep issues or pain issues, because I have um, like 85 episodes. You can always go back and look and see what I have. But also I want to make, uh, make sure you guys know about the, the uh, Feel Me It program that I have. And one of them might be right for you. Take a look at them. They're all, most of them are all there. As I go slowly, I'll be adding more. But there really could be something that you're most interested in. So to all my Facebook friends and my fans in general, Thank you, and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye. As we come to a close, 
It's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.